Oh, my God. 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday. Chol HaMoed. Erev Shvi Shal Pesach. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Oh. Uh-huh. 
Hashem,
Shem, Hashem, 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 Hashem,
Gedenken sollst du mein Kind Dein Tatenslied Gedenken sollst du mein Kind Sei ja Gitter Wie die West gehen Wie die West stehen Sei bei Tag und sei bei Nacht, wo die West sein, geräuschte klein, ständig nimmt uns geht in Nacht, gedenk nur geht ein Tatenslied, sei geht er Gedenken sollst du mein Kind Dein Tatenslied Gedenken sollst du mein Kind Sei ja Gitterjit Wie die Westgehen Wie die Westgehen Sei bei Tugin, sei bei Nacht, wo's die West sein, größte klein, ständig nimm das geht die Nacht, gedenken aber geht dein Tatenslied, sei, sei ach geht er Ständig, nimm du es, geht die Nacht. Die 
Das Nefesh Mishivah 
יחסים קדוש ברוב טובך נהל עדתך יחיד לעמך פני זוכרי קדושתך שבתנו קבל ושמע צעקתנו יודע תעלומות
J.M. in the A.M. Yitzchak Fuchs, Anna Bekoach, Shwebel Sharf and Levine had Mayedidus. Bishvili, that was uh, Baruch Shalom Blasovsky, Avremel with uh, Zeh Gutter Yid. Shlomo Kalbach's Jerusalem medley, Az Yashir from the Shira Chadasha Boys Choir, from tomorrow's laning, of course. Ma'ashiv with Baruch Levine, Ben Sion Schenker, Lecha Ezbach, and Halalu. Hodu Hashem from Yehuda, and before that, Hodu from Yehuda Green, and of course, Regesh. Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. It's Friday on this April 2nd, day 20 in the month of Nisan. It is Cholamoid. It's also Erev Shvi Shal Pesach. As we get set for Yom Tov tonight, today is day number five in the counting of the Omer. Today is day number five in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Again, it's Erev Shvi Shal Pesach with candle lighting at 7.02. 7.02 is your candle lighting time. We'll say uh, Shira Shirim tomorrow, Yisker on Sunday, 32 degrees, some sun and some clouds and a high of 43. Tonight, clear skies and a low of 31 degrees. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and a high, 56. Not bad. Pretty good weather, actually, in this area for the last days of Pesach. 54 right now in Yerushalayim, 32 in New York City. As we say good morning and a good moed here at JM in the AM. Everything you'd expect on an era of Yom Tov and plenty more all coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM. Flash when when you 
will make us pure, forever pure, forever and ever and ever. It's gonna be a splash then, a heavenly splash when. He will make us pure, forever more, forever and ever and ever. No more timid, so much closer to the shinner. Lipa wrapping up the hour with Splash here at JM in the AM. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network. And of course, anything but beloved NSNF. Day five in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. We're at day five in the counting of the Omer. Erev Shvi Shal Pesach, 7.02, candle lighting time tonight in the New York area. 7.02 is your candle lighting time. Tonight is Shabbos. Not only Yuntif, but Shabbos as well. Keep that in mind. Galay Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next. Boker Tov from Jamnian. ראש הממשלה בנימין נתניהו ויושב ראש ימינה נפתלי בנט נועדים בשעה זו בלשכת ראש הממשלה בירושלים בפגישה ראשונה לאחר הבחירות כדי לדון על דרכים להקמת קואליציה. טרם כניסתו לפגישה אמר יושב ראש ימינה, יש לנו מטרה אחת, להקים כמה שיותר מהר ממשלה טובה ויציבה שמטפלת באזרחי ישראל. לא נחסוך שום מאמץ כדי להביא לתוצאות האלו, כך בנט. יושב ראש מפלגת הציונות הדתית, חבר הכנסת בצלאל סמוטריץ', שב והבהיר היום בעקבות נאום יושב ראש רע"מ, מנסור עבאס אמש, לא נהיה שותפים לשום ממשלה שתסתמך באופן פעיל או בהימנעות של מפלגת רע"מ, או תומכי טרור אחרים כלשונו. הסתמכות הימין על מנסור עבאס תהיה פשע, כך סמוטריץ', ידיעה שהעביר כתב התחום הפוליטי יניר קוזין. מעצרו של החשוד בתקיפת השף שלום קדוש בשבוע שעבר הוארך עד ליום ראשון. הצהרת התובע במשפטו צפויה להתקיים בתחילת השבוע הבא. מצבו של קדוש עדיין קשה והוא מורדם ומונשם בבית החולים הדסה עין כרם. ידיעה שהעבירה כתבתנו בבירה עשהאל פלד. תאונת הרכבת בטיוואן. מספר ההרוגים בתאונה הקטלנית עלה ל-54. יותר מ-70 נפצעו באירוע שהתרחש במזרח מדינת האי. עד כה חולצו יותר מ-100 מתוך כ-500 הנוסעים ברכבת, ונמשכים חיפושים אחר לכודים נוספים. לפי הדיווחים, הסיבה לתאונה היא ככל הנראה משאית שהתנגשה בקטר וגרמה בכך לסטיית הרכבת מהפסים. מטייל בן 39 חולץ במהלך טיול בנחל פרת על ידי מתנדבי יחידת החילוץ מגילות ים המלח בסיוע כוחות צה"ל. לאחר שקיבל טיפול רפואי במקום, הוא הועבר במצב קל לקבלת טיפול רפואי בבית החולים, כך מעדכן כתבנו שחר גליק. מזג האוויר לחג, גשמים צפויים מדי פעם בצפון הארץ ובמרכזה, מלווים סופות רעמים יחידות, בעיקר בצפון ובשרון. הרוחות תתחזקנה, תחול ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות והן תהיינה נמוכות מהרגיל, לחרמון יורד שלג. 
בשעות הצהריים הגשמים יחלשו ויתמעטו בהדרגה. מחר יהיה מעונן חלקית עם עלייה בטמפרטורות, עד שעות הצהריים עדיין צפוי טפטוף עד גשם מקומי קל, בעיקר בצפון. ובעקבות מזג האוויר באזור מדבר יהודה, כתבתנו נטע רז מוסרת שנסגרו כל מסלולי ההליכה בנחלים דרגה, משש, תקוע, סלבדורה, אוג ונחל פרת, וכן כל מסלולי הגלישה במדבר יהודה. אלה החדשות.
J.M. in the A.M. Shlomo Katz with Ufros. Huelo Kainu, that's Shlomo Simcha. Both will say over Yontif. 
Friday morning on this Erev Shabbos, but Erev Shvi Shal Pesach as well. That's right. We've got a Shabbos and Yantif uh, beginning tonight. Uh, candle lighting here in New York about 7.02. And um, <clears throat> I have asked Rabbi Yigal Siegel. I, I just, you know, people, people know that um, Jerusalem is the center of the world. I know that uh, those of us in New York always like to uh, say that we're the capital of the world, and that may be true in a variety of ways. When it comes to the center of the world and certainly the center of the Jewish world, we have to remember that it's Jerusalem. And we're lucky to have uh, somebody very close to us who's in Jerusalem and has spoken to us many times from Jerusalem, and he can remind us about some of the differences between observing the holiday in Jerusalem, in Israel, and uh, observing it in Chutzlaretz, in the diaspora. And I think there are more differences than we think. Anyway, Rabbi Yigal Siegel, Moadim Lusimcha, pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Chagim Uzmanim Sasson, Nachum, how are you? Baruch Hashem. Remember the Pesach I was in Israel where it was like 30 degrees the entire Chag? <laughs> yeah, I wish, believe me, I wish you were back here because right now it's freezing here. <laughs> it's raining and freezing. No, no, no. I meant, I meant it was 30 Fahrenheit. Oh, that, okay. <laughs> sorry, I'm thinking Celsius. Yeah, I didn't now. mean Celsius. I meant when I was there, I show up and, and of course, looking looking forward to an amazing week uh, in Israel, which, of course, it was. Uh, but in New York, it was like 70, and, <laughs> and your shalim was in the 30s. Well, uh, the people in Israel know that when you come here, it's always uh, adversely winter weather. Yes, it's a we- <laughs> it's a weather challenge when I show up. We've pro- We've certainly proven that enough times. Anyway, I hope your chag, oh, yeah. I hope your chag is going well. Uh, the is, last you. time, in all seriousness, the, you you moved to Israel in 2005. That would be the that would be 16 years ago, right? Um, well, it's really 15. This is our 15th Pesach because we moved in August. But yeah. Ah, so your 15th Pesach. So so you this is, you have now for 15 years in a row you've observed one seder, as opposed to two. There's a place that has two star. So I was going to say that that I ha- that? I had this experience with your children, <laughs> with at least one of your children, where when we were in Israel for Pesach, they discovered that there is such a thing as a second seder. That that if you would yeah. a- if you'd ask the majority of 15 year olds and below in Israel, and maybe even older than that, uh, how many starim take place on Pesach? The majority of them would say one. Of course. Yeah. They, they wouldn't even know that there's such a thing as a second Seder. We, we try and keep these things away from our children. <laughs> <laughs> these awful, we try to keep these awful things away from our these children. these terrible But I want to tell you, it's funny because uh, always when we went back to Baltimore after we made Aliyah, especially the first couple of years, that was the one thing that people could not understand is how we got away with only one Seder. Like, because, you know, everyone's so tired going into the first Seder, and then you're able to rest up on the first day and have a second Seder that's, you know, more meaningful, etc. I want to tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, everybody. Move to Israel, have one Seder, everything is cool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and by the way, it's so funny. I was discussing this with someone last night in terms of uh, culturally. Uh, because mm-hmm. there's one Seder in Israel, if I have this right, I think you've said this to me before. In general, if you would, if you would, you know, if you would feel out the entire country, in general, people make sure to get a little bit of rest 
before the Seder, whether it means taking a day or two off, right, having a couple of days of separation between the crazy cleaning and preparing and the actual holiday, or if it means going away Shabbos HaGadol, or if it means obviously resting the afternoon of Erev Pesach, right? It's, it's sort of like built into the culture in Israel, that because there's one Seder, you want to make sure to be as awake as possible. Yeah, I mean, as you remember, we were raised based on um, our mother, may she rest in peace, that uh, you had to stay up all night the night before the Seder, right. or else, you know, it, what, nothing was kosher to pay for. Right, you were, you know, the only person was... in Israel does that that I know of is our sister Panina. <laughs> <But> otherwise, <laughs> you got to pull it all, if you don't pull it all nighter, you're not Yotze. <laughs> exactly. Right. So that attitude is not the attitude of most Israelis, and... You know, they say that uh, most Israelis, whether no matter what their religious background, are, are at a seder. You know, ninety right. something percent. Right. Anyway, so that's the uh, <laughs> that's the story with the difference in culture. Also, <laughs> as we're about to enter what we call the last days, and I assume you call Shvi Shal Pesach, uh, this whole idea of you know there's certain things or or, or there are certain things we can consume. Uh, on the last day that we wouldn't the rest of Pesach, or there, you know, or we would go and eat a meal at someone else's house for those of us who would never dare do that the first seven days. That whole thing, you, nobody where you are has ever heard of that, obviously. No, I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was just sitting with a rabbi this morning of a shul in Ramot, and he said, I'm sorry, I have to answer my, my, uh, my congregant's questions. He says, oh, here's a good one. Am I allowed to have gabrux on the seventh day? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So, so I said, that's the funniest thing, like, you know, because, you know, the people who had Gabrux, they would have it on the eighth day, right. and, and then and then someone said to him, can I have kidneyos on the seventh day? Oh, Which my is, God. It's even worse than Gabrux. hundred <laughs> percent. So it's it's very interesting that, you know, there's still that, that chutzpah aretz diaspora idea that, you know, you could do something the last day of Pesach that you can't uh, do the other days. That does not apply to Israel, not we, at all. we got to knock that mentality out of the Jewish people. <laughs> it's amazing how we've become, you know, there's so many ways, and I've complained about this before, there's so many ways that we as a people have become diaspora dominant, have become diaspora centric, and we've got to move everything back to where it belongs and understand that the rule is Israel and the exception is the diaspora. I hope you, Rabbi Yigal Siegel, are with me on this uh, on this crusade. Excuse the well, excuse the word. <laughs> yeah, go after ahead. Fifth, after fifteen years, yes, I, I'm with you now. Thanks. I'm with you in this crusade. I appreciate that. <laughs> what happens? What happens if someone? Uh, uh, there are people we're speaking to right now who put on tefillin this morning. That's something that would never happen in Yerushalayim on Cholamoid, correct? Correct. Um, someone who has that minog here of wearing tefillin on Chalmoid, which we ourselves didn't, but I know people who do, they, they only, you know, in order to continue their minog, they do it at home. They're not, they, they would never think about doing it in shul. Right. Uh, I, was, now, I don't know about other parts of Israel. That's a good question. I, don't, I think in most of Israel, we just don't do it in shul. But, uh, oh, I, that's but funny. I, I thought it was a difference between Yerushalayim. I could be wrong. I mean, you would know better. It, it could be. I'm wrong also. I don't really spend a lot of time outside of Yerushalayim on, uh, on Pesach, but... Uh, now, but I uh, think that uh, here for sure it's like that. Now, here mm-hmm. outside of Israel, uh, we've lained, I mean, uh, as you have, I mean, we've lained every day on Cholomoy, right? Every day Cholomoy, Pesach, mm-hmm. we've lained. Uh, what's interesting, as opposed to Sukkot, where it's it's very easy to determine what the Torah reading is, and anybody who you know looks at a machzor will understand what I mean by that, uh, what Torah reading is for Cholomoy, Sukkot, it's different for Pesach, where we have different portions of the Torah that we read on each of the four days of Cholomoy. Now, now, you have five days of Cholomoy, which prompted my question, which laning don't we do here? 
So I'll tell you, and I, I assume you have your machzor in front of you because I asked you to do that. I'll tell you that on the first day of Cholamoid, we read Kadesh Li Kobuchar. On the second... Yeah, well, let me... Well, one second, now take a step back for a second. You, on the second day of Yontiv, you lane Shoro Kesavoyes. Correct. We lane that on the first day of Cholamoid. You do? Yeah. You know why I thought, mm-hmm. and now of course you've answered my really complicated question very easily, right? Because I <laughs> yeah. would I would assume the rest I assume the rest of the days just follow along with what we have, but the reason I was so um, uh, inclined to think differently was because it's also a laning that we read. What is it on Sukkis that we read that the first two days of Sukkis? So I just thought right, I right, just I right. just I just thought that we're sort of because you know we're in Chutzlaret so we needed to create a laning for Yuntiv. I thought we just we just borrowed it from the idea that we read it the second day Sukkot as well. But as you're confirming for me, no, on the first day of Cholamoid, which for you was on was on Monday, right? Monday for you was the first day Cholamoid. You you right. you read what we read on Monday. Correct. Interesting. Okay. Now well, I, I don't know. I'm just looking just looking to see whether. It looks like we, uh huh. Yeah, it looks like Shlishi for us. In other words, we only laned three aliyahs. Uh, one second. I'm just looking to see, just to remember, it looks like we combine a whole bunch of aliyahs that you don't because you have to lane five aliyahs. Right. Um, so your laning yeah, on Monday so, was long. It was the entire thing? Uh, correct. Wow. It was the entire thing. Mm-hmm. It's a long lane. So third aliyah was the one, very long, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Glad you answered. At least that's, I mean, that's what I have in my sitter, which, uh, you know, in, in your shalim, that's what we do. I don't know, it might be different outside your shalim, but I don't think so. Um, and then obviously you have Maftir, which we, um, we, we lane for Ravi, we lane Correct. Um, every day what you lane, you know, Ka'ayla. Right, anyway, we, do, so, <laughs> we do that also. That. <laughs> we also have two Torahs every day, Cholomoyed de Pesach. As, right. a, as opposed to Cholomoyed Sukkot, where only one Torah is taken out. Yeah, so I think we we pretty much do the same thing. Right. I'm assuming on the seventh day you lay in the shira. I I just want to make sure. Yes, we do. <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and it's and it's funny. And it's funny. The more different we think we are, we end up being so much more the same. Rabbi Yigal Siegel with us from Jerusalem. All right, a couple other minor things that I thought of because again, I like to emphasize the difference between. Israel and the diaspora, because we should be Israel-centric and Israel-focused and not diaspora-focused. Uh, I assume that you'll be saying Havdalah tomorrow night with Besamim, and we will be skipping a week of saying Havdalah with Besamim. Correct. Yeah, every, whenever Havdalah's on Saturday night, you always uh, have Besamim. And, right. you'll be oh, put- so you won't have it. That's correct, right? You'll be putting on Tefillin Sunday. Which, correct. Which might be the biggest problem we have with this whole... Yom Tov Sheni thing, right? That we're not putting on tefillin on a day where we likely are our Torah obligated to put on tefillin. Well, you know, there are uh, several other issues <laughs> that might come up, but you know, uh, I would say that's one of them. Yeah, yeah I, mean, uh, I mean, I hear you, but <laughs> but I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I always thought that was one of the biggies, frankly. <laughs> um, what else do I have here? Oh, describe for us. This, is this only Jerusalem or all of Israel that says a special Shir Shal Yom during uh, the holiday? Uh, that's, I mean, that's the Minagagra, which is definitely Minagirushalayim. So um, the do, truth is do you that remember? I dive in the minion now that does not do that. Oh, really? Um, there are Jerusalem minyanim that don't do that? Yeah, there are Jerusalem minyanim that, that just, you know, it's similar to saying uh, the Shamru on Friday night. And, ah. um, you know, there's certain, there's certain shuls uh, that, you know, just do what the rest of the country does. But in terms of, 
Um, the answer is correct. Yes, there there are special um, shir shalyums that we say every every day of Cholamayit. Right, and uh, and they literally replaces the regular shir shalyum. Right, you would not say the regular one, right. except Shabbos. Um, whenever Shabbos, you know, like for example, tomorrow, uh, normally if uh, Shri Shal Pesach would come out, you know, during the week, we'd say Mizmor Yud Ches Hashem. But uh, on Shabbos, you say Mizmor Shirley on Shabbos, no matter what day it is. Wow, cool. No matter what day of Pesach it is. Um, mm-hmm. All right, now uh, you know where I, 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 you know what started me on this whole thing years ago in terms of us being too diaspora-centric and not thinking about Israel enough, is when is when Pesach is, uh, um, when Pesach begins on Shabbos, so you only have one Shabbos during Pesach, and that's the first day of Pesach. So I, yeah. at that time, and, and you know that our minig, our custom in the Jewish world, is to recite the Megillus uh, during the three um, uh, holidays, Shavuos, Pesach, Sukkot, on Shabbos. Uh, so, right. f- so, for instance, Cholamoid Sukkis, if it's a Shabbos Cholamoid, will read uh, Kahelis. If not, then Shemini Atzeris, which is Shabbos, will read Kahelis. Um, and what frustrated me was that when I asked, I asked rabbis, I asked rabbis, I said this year, obviously not in reference to this year, but I said this year, uh, Pesach begins on Shabbos in Israel, which means Achron Shal Pesach, or Shvi Shal Pesach, more accurately, in Israel is on mm-hmm. a Friday. When do you read Shira Shirim? And they couldn't, and, and for some reason, everybody I asked was focused on it must be Shri Shal Pesach. Yeah, but that's not Shabbos. That's Erev Shabbos. No, but I, when else would you read it? And, of course, the answer is that you do something we would never do, which is read Shira Shirim on the first day of Pesach. You would read it on Shabbos, the first day of Pesach, if that if it falls out like that, right? Correct. Okay, so that was that's what got me started on this whole thing. So now, for those who are curious, this year, because mm-hmm. Pesach started Sunday, both Israel and the diaspora will be reciting Shira Shirim the same day, and that is tomorrow, right? Uh, yeah. There you go. I mean, that's that's the custom. That's, what, that's the plan. That's the <laughs> plan. How long do you plan on, the, on spending on Shira Shirim, just out of curiosity? Well, um, we were drafted by our old shul, the Red Door Shul, to uh, to come and lane there. So my son, Svi, is going to be laning Shira Shirim. It usually takes him around... 14 minutes. Oh, it is that long? I mean, you know, maybe a little less. I'm not sure. I don't want to, you know, right. jinx him or anything like that. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, so Shira Shirim but tomorrow. You know why, by the way, you know why my sons are experts in Shira Shirim. And they are experts because? Because every Friday in, in their schools when they were growing up, they would say Shira Shirim, the whole Shira Shirim, on Friday in school. Pretty amazing, and and with with um, the proper with, cantillation. Yes, with proper cantillation. Unbelievable. <laughs> that's 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 the way to raise children, huh? No, so I mean, look. The truth is that uh, in, in any shul that I've been in here in Israel, I've very rarely find anyone who made time for shira shirim. You know, when you're supposed to say it, which is either I think right before Kabbalah Shabbos, you're supposed right. to say it. Right. Um, but in the schools, they were very, very, um, they were very into it. They would get the kids together. In fact, I think my two sons, my two youngest sons, Tzvi uh, and Yehuda, would say it together. Like they would get the classes together to say it. Unbelievable! That's so cool. See, that's uh, the one time they don't have to prepare Megillah. Correct. Ah, Jewish education at its best. We in the diaspora don't realize how good you have it over there. 
Are you doing a Nefesh Benefesh commercial now? now? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been doing one for the last 20 minutes, frankly. <laughs> finally, uh, finally, before I get to my big crescendo, I'm going to use you as yeah. a, I'm going to use you as a sounding board for the great revelation that I had yesterday. Uh, but before we get to that, one other difference that I thought of: you'll say Yisker tomorrow, I'll say Yisker Sunday, right? Correct. That's another difference. So you'll light a yard side mm-hmm. candle before Shabbos. I'll light a yard side candle after Shabbos. Or you can light a, a forty-eight hour one. They have those. Here they do. Israel has everything. They you even would. have a seventy-two hour one. <laughs> you wouldn't like that one, Dafka, would you? No, you don't have no need to. You have one day until that's it. You have no, no the truth is on uh, on Erev Shabbos last week. Yeah. Um, Two days so for you. People lit. People lit. Uh, 48 to 72 hour ones just so you know right. they would make sure they would have a light after Shabbos to you know to light candles from etc smart idea and whenever you have that 24 hour one or 26 hour one you can't it always goes out before you need it <laughs> so, <laughs> that's another thing that's you know <laughs> you could take that, that to the bank. That, that's called that's called Rebbitson Murphy's law <laughs> <laughs> that's her that's her rule um, how many how many uh, candles in general do you light uh, when it's when it's time for Yisker? Is one sufficient? Yeah, or, yeah, one. Is that, that's a very good question. You know, we you know, there's no that, that wasn't in my book on Shiva, so right. I, I don't really know uh, what uh, I don't remember what we what my what our parents did, but um, I'm told that if you light one for Yisker, you know, that's enough. Even though you know right. we ourselves have three yard sites that we observe. But, right. uh, the only thing I would say is based on my research, and I agree with you totally on what you just said, but based on my research, the exception would be Yom Kippur. The, based on my research, uh, Yom Kippur, we try to light, uh, we meaning, you know, we've accepted this in our family, uh, on this side of the world, we try to light uh, one for each neshama that, that was close, you know, immediate family, and then, mm-hmm. and, then, and then one for the yunt of itself. So where I go for Yom Kippur, uh, there, there are so many yard side candles lined up. I mean, one of those twenty-four hour ones has got to last till after the holiday. <laughs> that, that's at least the assumption. Uh, but uh, yeah, except for Yom Kippur, that's uh, that's what we've uh, basically been doing is that we light one. That's yard interesting. Side. I have to uh, yeah. I have to talk about talk to you about that off the air. Why we do that? Differently yeah, I don't Kippur. I don't remember how it uh, you know how how I came to that conclusion. But anyway, I remember that uh, that we had discussed it and, um, and and went with that, and now we have. A kitchen counter filled with yard side candles when it comes to Arab Yom Kippur. Um, okay, so finally, 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 Rabbi Egal Siegel, you're going to be so proud, even though this is really a, this is a diaspora-centric piece to the conversation, but I'm asking you to play along, please. Uh, I have been, a moment ago, I referred to what you just said in terms of lighting on Erev Shabbos HaGadol this year. Uh, I referred to it as a two-day yuntif. That you had a two-day yuntif, which is, of course, you know, twice as long as your usual yuntif. Uh, mm-hmm. We who always have a two-day yuntif, except for Yom Kippur, we who always have a two-day yuntif. Uh, you know, for us, the exception is the three quote-unquote three-day yuntif. And I, Nachum Siegel, after thirty-seven years on the air, have been taking a tremendous amount of heat recently. I don't know if you're familiar with this or not. I don't know if you read the tabloids or not. But I've been taking a tremendous amount of heat about the reference to a three-day yuntif because, according to many of my listeners, it's not a three-day yuntif. It's either Shabbos and two days of yuntif or it's two days of yuntif and Shabbos, right? And therefore, they would argue yeah. 
They would. Okay. They would. <laughs> I, I know. I know. Relax. 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 And, and therefore, they would argue that the three-day yuntif term would be illegitimate. Well, guess what, Rabbi Egal Siegel? Yeah. Yesterday, I saw a friend of mine who has helped me with other issues like this. Uh, most recently, uh, the, the issue of that we were talking about. I, I don't know if you were in on this conversation or not, uh, if you had heard about it, but we were talking about how one benches Rosh Chodesh. Because I insisted that when one benches Rosh Chodesh, you say, you say Yebiyom Rishon, Yebiyom Sheni, without the hay. And then other people insisted there has to be a hay. And we ended up, and our friends at Artscore were very helpful on this, we ended up concluding that we uh, that I didn't realize, and a lot of other people didn't realize, that there are multiple minhagim of how to do it. And that there's no right way or wrong way, but there are many different traditions about how to do it. And therefore, if one would say Ha Rishon, or reshown, they're really doing you know the right thing. There's plenty to rely on, which I did not realize based on what I had thought. And many people on the other side who thought we always say it with a hey didn't realize that it was okay and 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 you know it was fine to to announce it without this. And that was one of the most recent things where where this person was very helpful. So yesterday I see this person. And I said, well, oh, what's the latest controversy? So I'll tell you the latest controversy is that uh, I am being cited. I'm being cited almost literally with a citation <laughs> in a negative way for using the term three day untif. And he says, oh, don't you know about the Belzer tradition? And I said, tell me, tell me, tell me. Rabbi Yigal Siegel, are you ready for this? Yeah. He shows me a Belzer Luach, a Belzer Luach in reference to last Friday. Now, again, I'm reminding everybody that last Friday was Erev Shabbos HaGadol, was Erev the quote-unquote three-day untif, and for those who really don't like the term, they'll remind us that it was really a Shabbos, an Erev Shabbos, that eventually you know, turned into on Saturday night, our two days of the Chag, right? Mm -hmm. The Luach from the Belzer Hasidim reads as follows. Yesh Lahosif, I want to add, Shalafi Minig Rabosenu HaKadoshim, May Ace Afias Hamatzos Nechshav Kiyomtov Lekama Inyanim. Our custom is, according to our great rabbis of, of yesteryear, that the moment of afias hamatzah, once the, you, you've reached that point, the final time where you can bake matzahs, because you know that there's a tradition to bake the matzahs as close to Pesach as possible. Once, once you're in that zman, that time of afias matzah, of baking the matzah, it is, ref, it is considered yom tov for a, a variety of, uh, for a variety, in a variety of ways. Va'al Kane, and therefore, Ain Omrim Hodu, Lifnate Filas Minchab Erev Shabbos, right? Hodu is normally eliminated. Um, um, it, it, Hodu is being eliminated from Mincha Erev Shabbos because it's being considered Erev Yom Tov, right? Even though it's Erev Shabbos Agadol. Be Kabbalah Shabbos, in Kabbalah Shabbos last Friday night, Poschim Bemizmar Ledavid. Meaning they don't start with Lachunaranana last Friday night. Erev Shabbos Hagadol. Ubi Boi Vishalom. In Boi Vishalom, remember, they say Lachadodi. We don't say Lachadodi on a, on a, you know, Yantif Shabbos combination. But they say Lachadodi if it was, you know, if it was a Yantif Shabbos combination. Right. And in Lachadodi, in Boi Vishalom, they say Bisimcha. Right? That's a word that's added to Lachadodi or replaced. I forgot what word it replaces. 
hang on a second. Boy Vishalom at Tarasbala. Um, yeah, I don't remember what I don't remember what it's replacing. But they add a word simcha in addition. Remember, they don't have our nusach. Uh, okay. But, so they add the word simcha, which replaces a, another word that's in general boi uh, v'shalom. Ukefish and nimak zos, and the and and uh, and our minig is like this, according to our great rabbi Shatam Hushikvar Ochsim Laachar Afias Hamatzos, because we say. That the Yom Tov has begun after the Zman of baking of the matzos, which means that based on their tradition and the way they treat Shabbos Hagadol, that is erev Pesach, one can refer to it as Yom Tov. In fact, in fact, you ready for this? The yeah. the nusach that they use in davening on Shabbos Hagadol Mariv is a Yom Tov nusach. Really? Yeah, if if it's like this year, where Shabbos HaGadol is Erev Shabbos. Is Erev so what you're saying is that this year it was a four-day Yom <laughs> No. Oh, I see. A three and a half, a three and a half. <laughs> no, I mean, for, well, I mean, if you think about it, that means every Pesach for the Belzer Hasidim is a three-day Yom no. Why? What do you mean? Er, because they're baking the matzahs on Erev Pesach, obviously. Yeah, but... but Again, so Erev so Pesach and the two days of Pesach in the diaspora equals three. Right, I get that, but I think that they mean that you know once the Afias Hamatzos is done, then then it's considered to be Yontif. Okay, but I'm saying that they start baking the matzahs. Usually, I mean, the Hasidim bake the matzahs on the day before Pesach. Right, that's the after Chatzos, right? Ah, so you're saying it's half a day? Okay, right. I understand. So there you have it. So you have. So now <laughs> I'm not sure how that proves your point. Well, so. now, now, now you see that there is that when you are in the when you, when you're in this Shabbos of Shabbos Hagadol Erev Pesach, there there is at least one group that we could rely on who actually regards it as yuntiv that they use yuntiv nusach on Friday night because it's it's Erev Shabbos it's Erev Pesach that is Shabbos Hagadol, and I think it makes my point even stronger now. Because the tra- this is not the traditional three-day yuntif. The traditional three-day yuntif is not, you know, Shabbos into yuntif. I mean, I know it happens, Shavuos, etc. But the real, you know, the one that everyone talks about <laughs> is, is the three that we have in Tishrei when you have, you know, Thursday, Friday, Shabbos. So someone would, might object to, oh, why are you calling it a three-day yuntif? It's, very, it's really two days and, and Shabbos. Well, the answer is that in at least the case of Sukkot, at least, I might be able to make this case for others as well, but certainly in the case of Sukkis, we are saying a Musaf Shmona Esrei that Shabbos, right? Shabbos, Shabbos Cholamoid. We're saying a Musaf mm-hmm. Shmona Esrei that day. So to actually call it a three-day Yontif has some validity to it. And here's where I need you to step in and say, that is a brilliant observation, and boy, it's amazing how you were right about all this. I'm just wondering why you spent so much time on this, but okay. <laughs> well, I, th- I, I find this stuff very interesting, as you know. Well, I think that it's 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 not a question for sure. Cholamoid is yantiv. I mean, that's you know in the classic Thursday, Friday, Shabbos scenario. Right. I think you're right, hundred percent right. that it's three day yantiv. Uh, and you proved it by the fact that we say most of yantiv right. on that Shabbos, even though it's Shabbos. Correct. Correct. So that's the end of that. So I. But I, the interesting thing on this thing is that it's not even the Shas Afias. In other words, according to the Belzer, it's it's Yud Gimel Nisan on Friday. Correct. Correct, and that's unbelievable. That Correct. in a in a day that normally is when we just do you know the search for the chametz is on the thirteenth. That that's considered 
going into Shabbos as a yunter. That's unbelievable. Correct. Correct. Again, that's a four-day yuntus. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're okay. I think you're 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 making a big deal about the like. In other words, I think it's I think it's the baking of the matzahs on erev on erev Shabbos. That al- right. that allows Shabbos to be yuntif. That's what I think the point is. I don't think you're actually no. creating a Friday into a yuntif and, and therefore a four day yuntif. I think it's what's happening Friday erev erev Shabbos uh, al- allows you to incorporate nuschos and and minhagim of yuntif into that Friday night erev Shabbos. Right. Uh, erev if Pesach. you remember, and and if we talk about God willing, when everyone is here in, in Israel and everyone's celebrating together. With the Beis Hamikdash, so the fourteenth of Nisan is really in the Torah called a Yantif because right. that's the day that we start the preparation and bring the carbon Pesach. Right. No, I hear that. So the fourteenth in itself is already Yantif. So in this case of this year, where the fourteenth of Nisan came out on Shabbos, it's definitely you know has has an Indian of Yantif even without the uh, what the what the Belzer Luach says. Right. I think you were correct anyway, not just because you're my brother, but I think you were correct anyway. <laughs> and of course, and of course, the general the general rule, as you just said, that erev Pesach is different than erev of other chags. I mean, we were talking correct. We were talking about earlier about shiva. Erev Pesach would be the only erev yontif that one would really sit shiva only until maybe midday, right? They would not go the the traditional, you know, an hour or two before the yom tov or Shabbos begins. I think you were correct on that. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So there you but have I think it. the best thing is if everyone just moves to Israel, then we won't have to have this discussion much at all. <laughs> well, I would like I like the discussion. I would just like people to be more more focused on what's going on in Israel. And even though we're observing things on this side of the world or outside of Israel, people should still keep in mind, you know, what the center of the Jewish world is doing. And I think we certainly incorporated some of that into our conversation this morning. <laughs> well, I can tell you the one thing on Sunday when we're having our falafels or our pizzas, we're really not going to be focused that much on what's happening in the diaspora. <laughs> I was thinking about this, that when we end Yuntif, when we end Yuntif, you're basically into your second day already. You're going to be early, early Monday morning. You're going to be in your second day already. Like you, you won't even remember Pesach when we had Yuntif. You, you won't even remember, except for that leftover matzah, you won't even realize that it was Pesach by the time we, we had Yuntif, which is unbelievable. That is 100% correct. Unbelievable. <laughs> and, you, and you and I can't even be in touch until Monday morning. I know. Yeah. It's the thing I really, I'm, I'm so upset about. You regret, that, you regret that the most, right? Yisru Chag for me is such a horrible day because I can't speak to you. <laughs> uh, we certainly hear the sincerity in your voice. Hey, what time? What what time is uh, candle lighting? Because remember, it's Shabbos also, not just Yuntif tonight. What time is candle lighting tonight? Um, I believe six twenty-three. You probably know better than I do now. I'm well, I know in New, in New York it's seven o two. I just didn't look what time sunset and uh, um, six twenty-three is, uh, is candle lighting. Six twenty-three is real time. So that means. Uh, if I need to speak to you, I have until eleven twenty-three a.m. New York time. If I really do me a re- favor. Try and call before before eleven twenty-two. Give me a couple minutes just to. <laughs> that would be helpful, you think? <laughs> well, Rabbi Egal Siegel, you have helped me. Uh, number one, go over some of the differences between uh, Israel and the diaspora as we start these. We get set for the seventh day of Pesach, and uh, you have helped me uh, with this. Uh, uh, with this research that I've done regarding the three-day uh, yuntif that I now again call it, and I thank you for that as well. And I take this opportunity I, to wish you... Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I wanted to wish you, um, on behalf of uh, 
uh, Rifki and myself and our entire family wanted to wish you and Stacy and everybody uh, a great Yantif. Thank you. And we really, you know, one of the highlights of us being here in Israel was the year that you guys came. So my bracha is that next year, you and your entire family and, you know, well, everyone else as well, I hope, but uh, at least you guys should be here for Pesach. We'd, we'd love to have you. Amen. Thank you so much. That's a wonderful bracha, and I hope it comes true. And I thank you, and Chag Sameach to you. Chag Sameach. Thanks, now. There he is, one and only Rabbi Yigal Siegel, ensconced in the observance of Pesach in Israel. Baruch Hashem. He knows which shir shal yom one says on Pesach. He knows what the laning is on the first day of Cholamoid in Israel. Who here could tell you that? He knows. It's what happens when you live it. All of a sudden it becomes part of your life. He knows that Yisker is set in Israel tomorrow, while outside of Israel it's set on Sunday. He knows that nobody generally will put on tefillin in public in Israel, or certainly in Yerushalayim on Cholamoid. And he knows that tomorrow night he'll be using Besamim during Havdalah. We will not. We have to wait a whole... If you love the Besamim part of the ritual, if that's your favorite part, move to Israel. Otherwise, you've got to wait an entire week. More coming up, 14 minutes before 8 o'clock, JM in the AM. Our next weekly update with Malcolm Honline is a week from today on the 9th of April here at JM in the AM. Oh, 
Oh! 
8 o'clock in the morning in America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world. The web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network. And, of course, in the beloved NSN app. Shlomo Katz with Shana Haba, Yaakov Shweki's Birchaz Habayis. Odcha done by David Gabe. A big thank you for um, those who tuned in last night for what was a massive crowd. I was shocked to see how many people were watching. Really nice. 
a massive crowd for the uh, Yakov Shwek Yavim Fried concert with the Yeshiva Boys Choir. Um, they're up to $365,000 at a matzah fund. Those of you around the world who are tuned in right now, if you have not yet given, if you haven't seen the event, you can do the whole thing at um, feedourbrothers.org. Feedourbrothers.org. And um, like I said, they're already at three hundred sixty-five thousand dollars. I think we left the air just under three sixty. Um, so give what you can. Feedourbrothers.org. Give what you can. Shout out to Robbie Rosenwasser. Robbie, get well quick. Heal quickly. That's the message. And have a wonderful yunt to you and the entire family from all of us here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Yudin coming up, of course, with words about the final holiday, uh, the final holidays. <laughs> Harry Rothenberg, uh, who usually speaks to us Friday in the 7 o'clock hour, he'll return next week with words about Parsha Shmini here at JM in the AM. And... Um, And trying to think what else I want to remind everybody about. So Rabbi Yudin is coming up and plenty more between now and 9 a.m. Next week, one week from today, the return of uh, the return of the weekly update. One week from today, right here at JM in the AM. Yehuda is next at JM in the AM.
Micha Mocha. You know who that is. Darye Kunstler, of course, here at JM in the AM. Before that, Shalshalas had a Shira. You heard Sword done by Yehuda. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Segal Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Listener Kala0036, thank you for your post on the NSN app. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. And I'm glad people enjoyed last night's concert. It was a it was a really good event, and if you haven't given yet, make sure to go to feedourbrothers.org, feedourbrothers.org. This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader emeritus, Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week today. Rabbi Yudin addresses us regarding the seventh and eighth days of Pesach. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum, and good morning, everybody. And uh, I wish if I speak a little slower, we'll be able to keep the Yom Tov a lot longer. We worked so hard before Pesach, and ay ay ay, here we go tonight already. We welcome the Achron or Shvi Shal Pesach. And Achron Shel Pesach, and so let's try to get a little bit of a feeling as to what's special about the last day in Eretz Yisrael and the last two days of Yom Tov for us. So let's try to go in order. To begin with, this evening at um, Lichbenshin, there is no Shechianu as we'll see regarding the Kiddush as well, no Shech This evening as well, there is the um, change in our davening. We don't start with L'chu Naranina, but rather we start with Mizmor Shir Lioma Shabbos. Let me just point something out regarding Mizmor Shir Lioma Shabbos. In the beginning of this very special chapter, what do we say? Tov lodos Hashem. It's good to give thanks to Hakadosh Baruch Hu l'zamer l'shimcha elyon l'hagid babuker chazdecha to proclaim in the morning when things are good and to we see your kindness ve'emunascha, but to proclaim that we have faith balelos in the evenings when it's dark, when things are troublesome. The rabbis tell us, Balelos, two nights, we're talking about the two nights of, one, Yitzias Mitzrayim, and two, the night of Kriyas Yamsov. Think about it. While we actually left Mitzrayim, as we read on the first day of Pesach, literally high noon, we didn't sneak out at nighttime, but the Yitzias began at night time when Hashem Yikor Kobuchor Be'eretz Mitzrayim and Paro runs to Moshe and Aaron and proclaims those words that you are now free and that you are no longer Avodim to me. You can be Avodim to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That took place at night and interestingly we know that Kriyas Yamsuf 
took place at night time as well. So we have, um, as we pointed out, we um, come home, Kiddush, without the Shechiyanu. It's not a separate Yom Tov, the Yom Tov of Shvi Shal Pesach. Tomorrow morning, Amir Tzashem, we include Shir Hashirim in, and it precedes the reading of the Torah. And Shir Hashirim is the love story between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Kla Yisrael, which to a great extent we can say, and I recommend that print out if you can, or find before tonight a listing of the many miracles which took place at uh, Kriyas Yamsov. And that might explain, interestingly, why we learn from Kriyas Yamsov, Zakeli Vianvehu, that we should beautify mitzvos. Why specifically over here? And an answer might be that since HaKadosh Baruch Hu went out of his way, take a look tonight and tell your children, grandchildren at the table, look at your shoes. Are they wet? What would have been so bad if when we came out from Kriyas Yamsuf, if our sandals were a little bit muddy? We would even remember more. No, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he did the job, he not only put a tent over us that there wouldn't any be any spray of the water, there was no delay. Could you imagine what the traffic would have been had there been only just one lane for everybody to pass through? There was a 12-lane highway each tribe walked through on their own. And just in case you were hungry along the way, HaKadosh Baruch Hu provided fruit trees. All these extras show His love for us, which is the essence of Shira Shirim. And therefore, we learn from the uh, experience at Kriyas Yamsuf that as He went out of his way for us, we should do similarly and beautify our mitzvos. The um, Kriyas Torah for tomorrow is that from Parshas Bishalach, and we read the Shira, which Klal Yisrael sang after they were privileged to cross the Yamsuf, and we find please God, going into tomorrow night, into Achron Shel Pesach. So once again, the Hadlakas Neiros and Kiddush without Shechionu on the Achron on Sunday, the Kriyas Torah from the end of Parsha Sra'eh, beginning with Kol Habchor, the Parsha of the Moadim, we have the recitation of Yiskor and the Haftorah coming from the Navi Yeshaya. Ooh, literally, we go from like the Seder, which began with Avod Moino and ended up after the meal with the focus on Halel, Sholem, on the Osid Lavo, 
so too, please God, the Haftorah for this uh, last day of Pesach coming from Yeshaya in Perim. Yud, whereby we read, starting with Perik Yudalev, Vyotza Choter Migezer Yishai, where promised strong word by the Navi Yeshaya that a staff will grow from the stump of Yishai. And this is talking about the coming of Moshiach. So we end the Yom Tov with the beautiful optimism of the Navi Yeshaya. Remember the word I told you. He doesn't tell us, he promises us. And as we say in the brachos of the Haftorah, V'davar echad midvarecha achor lo yoshuv reikam Not a word of the Navi chas v'shalom is um, in error or will not be fulfilled. I would just like to share one or two ideas. What is, if I can say, the one of the main lessons of Shvi Shal Pesach? So I'd like to share with you a medrash on the Pasuk from the Kriyas Torah that we're going to read Mir Hashem tomorrow. Torah tells us in 14, chapter 14, Pasuk 10, Uparo Hikriv, Paro came close. And what happened? Vayisu Bnei Yisrael Eseneim, Oyayayi. They lift up their eyes, the Jewish people. Vinei Mitzrayim, Noseach, Hareim, and Mitzrayim is coming in full blast after them. Vayiruma Od, and they cried out. And they were they feared, they were extremely frightened. Vayitzaku Bnei Yisrael El Hashem. Bnei Yisrael cried out to Hashem. Says Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi in the Midrash Rabbah, this is chapter 21, paragraph 6, uh, 5, excuse me. And what does he say? O Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, to what may it be compared? To a king who was traveling and he noticed a princess and Wow, he got there just in time. She was crying out, and she said, Please, help me somebody from these robbers. The king, what, heard, and he saved her. After several days, the king wanted to have a further relationship with her. And at that time, she wasn't interested. So what did the king do? Gira Bohalistin. He staged... Not to our knowledge, that once again robbers should come and pretend that they would be what coming to attack her, in order that she should once again call out and the king would come and save her. Sure enough, that's what happened. Listen carefully, everybody. Amalah Melech, the king said to her, "I got to tell you something." 
I was anxious to hear your voice. Kach Yisrael, so to the Jewish people. When we were in Mitzrayim, and Mitzrayim persecuted us, what does the Torah say? Back in chapter 2 of Shmos, Pasuk 23, it was in those many days, the king of Egypt died, whether literally or he got leprosy, and Lo'alinu, he was slaughtering 150 Jewish babies a day and bathing in their blood. The children of Israel groaned because of the work, and they cried out. And what happened? And their, uh, literally their cry went up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu from the persecution and the work which they did. So the Medrash continues, Rabbi Shub and Levi says that just as you cried in Mitzrayim and HaKadosh Baruch Hu heard your cry and as a result of that came Hashem meeting with Moshe at the Sneh, and the rest is history. Ah, oh, so what happens? HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out from Egypt, Biyad Chazakov, Zrona Tuya, with an outstretched arm, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mevakesh Lishmoa Eskolam. God wanted to hear their voice once again. Uh-oh, Veloha Yurotzin, and they did not spontaneously burst forth with Shira. We're told, as we read on the first day, Vayisu Meramse Sukosa. When they came to Sukos, they could have, should have, this measure saying, sang Shira commensurate with the Shira, or excuse me, commensurate with the outcry that they did when things were especially horrific in Egypt. So Ma'osa HaKadosh Baruch what does God do? Giro leparo, God puts the idea in Paro's mind, Lirdof Acharehem, to run and chase after them. As it says, Uparo Ekriv, as we read a few moments ago by his Aku, and Ah, but Osa Shah at that time, when they cried out, Omar Kodesh Baruch Hu, Hashem says, Lekach hoyisi mevakesh. This is what I wanted, Lishmoa kolchen, to hear your voice. Think about it. Had we only said Shira, according to Yeshua ben Levi, had we only said Shira when we left Egypt, we never would have had to go through the challenge of the Yamsuf. And interestingly, every day in the paragraph that we say right before Oz Yashir, we say the Choros Imoa Bris. And what do we say at that paragraph there? Vatere is Oni Avosenu Bimitzrayim. You saw the suffering of our forefathers in Egypt. There's Zaakosom Shomato Al Yamsuf. And their outcry you heard at Yamsuf. Oh, Zakosom. Hashem brought about the Zakosom 
in order that we should have that special, close relationship with Hashem. I'd like to suggest everybody, true, we pray that Corona is receding, that many, many, and I hope most everybody, has gotten their vaccine. And so, Baruch Hashem, we're coming back. We're coming back to Beis HaKnesses. Hopefully we're coming back more and more inside to the yeshivos, etc. Good. So as we are, quote, coming back to, quote, normal, what does that mean? Business as usual? No. Just as we cried to Hashem at Corona, when Lo'alinu, we remember a year ago how alone we were. We remember we were not in the Beisach Nesses. We remember Lo'alinu, that there were so many Levayos at that time, and we cried out at that time. The message of Shvish of Pesach is we have to continue. We have to continue this very personal, special relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and dear not let down our tfilos and the warmth and personal relationship that just as we prayed to Hashem and we said, please, however we said it in our individualized prayer, help now the thank you, Hashem, should be with the same enthusiasm and the same excitement as we said a year ago, when we prayed out for His Yeshua. I pray that the Yom Tov of Shvi Shel Pesach is going to be uplifting, inspiring for each and every one of us. Just remember, after Pesach, wait at least 45 minutes before you touch the Chometz, which right now, remember, is not yours. You your rabbi was your agent, sold it to a non-Jew, give him at least 45 minutes to renegotiate after Pesach with the non-Jew that you should once again to be able to touch what was at that time before Pesach, your chametz, And finally, to <clears throat> be careful where you shop after Yom Tov to make sure that we avoid the issue of <clears throat> chametz. Sha'avar Olava Pesach, buying from a store whereby the owner is Jewish and did not properly transfer his chametz to a non Jew before the Chag. Wishing everybody a good Shabbos and a good Yom Tov and enjoy the special Shvi Achron Shel Pesach.
J.M. in the A.M., Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, Erev Shvi Shal Pesach. Don't forget, at 10 o'clock this morning, Mark Zamek presents the um, Erev Shirashirim show. It's really an Erev Shvi Shal Pesach, Erev Shabbos show, but he has uh, put together so many songs that are um, from Shirashirim that... Um, He's put together so many songs from Shira Shiram. We're calling it the Shira Shiram Show. <laughs> 10 o'clock this morning, Eastern Time, right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. It's Erev Shabbos. It's Erev Shvi Shal Pesach. We will uh, say Yisker on Sunday, Shira Shiram tomorrow. Candle lighting today at 7.02. Today is day number five in the counting of the Omer. Today is day number five. In the counting of the Omer, if you forgot to count last night, make sure to do so sometime today. Again, today is day number five in uh, in the counting of the Omer. Time to say good Shabbos and good Yom Tov. Shabbat Shalom and Chag Sameach with Journeys at JM and the AM.
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSigl.com and the NachumSigl Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. Happy birthday going out to Judy Landy. Happy birthday from all of us here at JM in the AM. To everybody out there. Enjoy your Chag. Shvi Shal Pesach and Achron Shal Pesach. Monday morning, we're back starting at 6 a.m. Make sure to join us. Mark Zamek, one hour from now, as Kedem presents the Shir Hashirim Erev Shvi Shal Pesach Erev Shabbos show. It's coming up starting at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Join Mark all day long for amazing music and great programming all the way until candle lighting. And a big thank you to our friends at Kedem. Have a fabulous Shabbos, a wonderful Yom Tov, everybody. Until Monday, Nachum Siegel reminding you, Remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.